Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 38th episode of the Meeple Dungeon Podcast. As always, I'm Rob. And I'm Anna Marie, and this episode is sponsored by Meeples and Milkshakes. Visit them in-store at 130 Westminster Avenue, West Penticton, BC, or online at meeples.ca. Yes, um, today um, is a special day for us, isn't it, Anna Marie? Happy Canada Day! Yeah, it's Canada Day up here in the great north. 155 years strong. Yeah, 155 Since Confederation. Yeah, and it's cool uh, for us. This um, podcasting kind of started because of teaming up with a bunch of Canadian... That's right. um, Podcasters? Creators, yeah, (laughs) out there. And on the What You Been Playing Wednesdays podcast from Cardboard Conjecture. And uh, yeah, so it's... Yeah, Canada Day. Pretty cool. Yeah. What, what have we been doing for Canada Day? We've been, um, well, we've been doing a lot of things. Working in our yard. Yard work. We've been <laughs> building a barbecue, building a new um, furniture set for the patio. Went to the parade. There was the parade. There's fireworks tonight. Yeah, there are. And I'm a uh, municipal worker, <laughs> uh, specifically in parks and rec. And uh, <clears throat> so this is a, a big ordeal when it comes to work for me, cause so the, that the rest of us can have fun and enjoy yeah so i spent all day yesterday running around like crazy getting everything ready and um and then today i've been on the phone and doing a whole bunch of things here so yeah it's been crazy but yeah happy canada day to everyone out there uh we usually start our uh, podcasts off with the new to the collection but we are going to be doing some breaking news <laughs> Then here we are at our breaking news segment, and this is something I haven't even told you about. Nope. No, so this is breaking news for you. So <laughs> um, we all uh, know and love Keyforge from Fantasy Flight Games, and yep. we know that it took a bit of a uh, spill and hiatus <laughs> back in what mid 2020 when the wheels fell off quite literally off their off their. Um, algorithm that creates these decks of people out there don't know what Keyforge is it's a uh it's a uh, dueling card game where every deck is different in a different yeah. way has, no two decks the same yeah. they all have their own name their own title yeah, they're all they all named differently they have different artwork on them so they it's have not a different a, configuration yeah, of the cards. It's not a deck building game like Magic because you can't build your decks. Nope, Everything no deck is building set. at all. And the, the, you get the deck, whatever you get, inside the box, and that's what you play with. And this yep. game has been around, yeah, since uh, 2018, I believe, yeah. is when it came out. And they've had five sets. Um, they had uh, the Call of the Archons. They had Age of Ascension. They had Worlds Collide. They had Mass Mutation. And then they had uh, Dark Tidings come out as their fifth set. Um, and it was this was in yeah, 2020. But then the algorithm that puts these decks together literally uh, broke. Yep. And they, they found that it was doing repeat decks. And that Uh-oh. basically, yeah, it was no the, the whole point of the yeah. the game went out the window, right? So they literally had to just stop the presses and try and figure out what went wrong and how they're going to fix it and this big yeah. thing. So they've been on hiatus since then until today. Ooh. <clears throat> well, not today, but yesterday, I think. <laughs> Um, so Keyforge is still broken, but a new publisher wants to fix that. And what's happened here is that 
So I'm going to read you a little article here. Key Forge, the collectible card game designed by Magic the Gathering's creator Richard Garfield, is changing hands. Fantasy Flight Games has sold the property to Ghost Galaxy, a new company created by Fantasy Flight Games' own founder, Christian T. Peterson. Interesting. Ghost Galaxy made the announcement in a blog post on June 22nd, which became public on Tuesday. Uh, so first published in 2018, yeah, Keyforge Call of the Archons made a big splash when it launched at Gen Con in Indianapolis, and it was the first, world's first unique, unique deck building or deck game. Uh, game. Yeah, no building. Yeah, but then yeah, in 2020 everything fell apart because their their program that did this um, messed up, and it was a huge deal. But it sounds like yeah, they've sold it off. That's to, neat. That's cool. To another company um, that's gonna. Put this build this from the ground back up apparently and that's called ghost galaxy so i guess this is a relatively new company and um they yeah they want to take keyforge and just run with it and yeah. rebuild it and make it better than ever apparently nice. so so we should be seeing a lot of keyforge um well not anytime soon yeah but i would say probably in the next year but in the future which yeah, is nice well, i'm i'm gonna wager sometime in 2023 we might start to see um, new, new decks though. that'd be cool start coming out or some at least some announcements about how they're going to do this yeah I'm curious to see what the new set will yeah. be yeah and we in this house love Keyforge we have lots of decks we probably yeah. have I don't know 60 decks or something like that and it's it's uh, yeah I mean we played a lot yes. and we haven't recently um, because it's just yeah, it's just been kind of falling off the and we have lots of other games to play, but... Yeah, but, and our, our oldest <laughs> son really likes it. Yeah. Really, really good at it. And, uh, yeah, we're, I'm looking forward to see what uh, what comes of this. The Ghost Galaxy uh, Company. Yeah. And it's, yeah, from one of the... Or the founder of Fantasy Flight Games. That's interesting. That made I think this new cool, company yeah. to take it off himself sort of thing. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be interesting. Because, yeah, I, I guess if right now it's... Uh, the algorithm had 32 billion different decks uh, wow. av available that it could make, but then that broke in yeah late 2020 or early 2021, and it uh, they've never been able to explain exactly what happened. What kind happened? of the ghost yeah. in the machine sort of thing. Oh, the ghost in the machine yeah. is going to the Ghost Galaxy Company. Yeah, they say that <laughs> yeah, we, we simply did not have the ability to make new decks. It was totally Done. busted. Yeah. So I guess in, instead of them putting all their resources, into, resources it, yeah. into it, they said, here, pass it off, and then that company can solely yeah, uh, grab not? the reins and run. So, yeah, it's exciting. So, yeah, I think that's about it for the breaking news. We're hoping to see some more Keyforge uh, soon. Yeah, Hopefully that'd be fun. Year. That'd be great. Um, but we're going to move on to uh, our next segment, which is going to be our pre-order segment. We will be over there in a minute. pre-order segment of the episode and we have a few different games to talk about because meeples.ca has just added a whole whack of new pre-orders yes, to the website have. and i know i pre-ordered a couple and i think you might have pre-ordered a couple <laughs> <did>. so um <laughs> i'm going to start us off with one that i pre-ordered uh that this was in the late or no this came this was pre-order from last week's um upload 
to the website. And that's The Coldest Night. And this one comes Ooh. from Indie Boards and Cards. And uh, it's designed by, who is it, Brian Ber- Burgoyne? Burgoyne? Looks like. It's a fun last name. Yeah. Brian Ber- Burgoyne or Burgoyne. Burgoyne. I'm not sure. <laughs> Either way is fun. I like yeah. it. <laughs> and it's a one to four player game. It says 14 plus on it. So I guess it's going to be fairly um, um, mature, I suppose, for a theme. And it says that The Coldest Night is a cooperative strategy card game where players feel or players feed fuel into a fire to keep it lit. Each card brings a certain amount of heat to that fire and also requires the fire to be above a certain heat to burn it. With the fire constantly dying out, players must work together against an encroaching cold to sequence their cards so everything in the deck can be burned. Oh, neat. Yeah, and the theme is that it looks like you've may have crashed your helicopter or something in the Arctic and you're just burning everything. And I guess, yeah, you have to, in sequence, you have to throw your cards into the fire to keep the fire burning, but it has to be hot enough to burn certain types of cards. And that just sounds really cool. That sounds sounds very interesting. Yeah. And it's co-op, right? And then we all have to work together to make this work. I'm sure it'll have rules about um, talking and stuff. Yeah, so, so it's like, almost like the mind. Kind yeah, it's of, gonna have. I'm sure there's, the game, there's I mean. talk, yeah. but I think yeah, there'll be rules like the mind in the game where yeah. you can't give up specifically what you have. Yeah, I'm going to wager. I don't know exactly how it works, but it sounds awesome to that me. That does sound way. good. And yeah, that's up for pre-order on Meeple's.ca right now, and it's a pretty nice, cheap price. So cool. looks like a fun card game, and yeah, you should go check that out. Nice. Um, what have you looked at, Anna Marie? It's funny. My first one is also a co-op game. And this one is Kites. And it's designed mm. by Kevin Hamano and art by Beth Sobel. So obviously the kites look pretty nice mm-hmm. <laughs> on the cover there. Um, this is a game for ages 10 plus. I'm assuming it can be a little bit less than that. It doesn't seem that uh, it doesn't seem that difficult but it's kind of along the same lines so the sun is shining the wind is blowing and you know just what to do gather your friends to fly some kites in kites everyone works together to keep all their kites represented by colorful sand timers in the air take turns playing cards flipping the sand timers and coordinating with other players to ensure none of the timers run out if it does a kite has crashed and so I just thought that was pretty cool. I, yeah, it sounds cool. The thing that drew me to this the most was colorful sand timers. It's like, that's fun, having different colored sand in there. I just thought with kites, because kites are colorful, right? That's one yep. of the nice things when you see them in the sky. There's like a whole bunch. Yep. And uh, I thought that was a neat a neat way to do that, how you can't let that the specific ta- um, timers run out. So yeah, I thought that sounded simulates fun. Simulates the, the kite staying in the air, I guess. Yeah, right? so and yeah, our youngest really likes co-op games. And so I'm does. even though this is 10 plus, I'm sure uh, this sounds like something he'll be able to, oh, to so. pick up. And I think it would be, I'm always on the lookout for co-op games for him. So yeah, yeah that was my first one. That sounds cool. Um, another one I pre-ordered. This one just showed up yesterday in the pre-order list at meeples.ca. And that is, well, this couldn't be more different. It's 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 a <laughs> a sister game for a game we already have. Okay. And the, but it couldn't be more different than the original. Okay. The, and this is War of the Ring, the card game. Ooh. So that's Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Lord. When you think of War of the Ring, you think of the big huge gigantic table hog. Table takes hog. Forever. Area control. Not in a bad way. Battle. Yeah. Just just minis everywhere and yep. a huge lengthy game this one is 
that game, but reduced into a card game. Interesting. Yeah, and so this comes uh, from designer Ian Brody and published by Ares Games. Two to four players and suggested 12 plus. So this is going to be considerably easier to play yeah. than uh, than War of the Ring. Um, and I guess it just, it does the exact same thing. It, it simulates the battle, right? Or the, you know, the, the war yeah. between uh, Sauron and the people of Middle-earth. You know, yeah. Gondor and um, Rohan and, and so forth and the Shire. Frodo. And I'm, I'm very curious to see how it works. Absolutely. Um, I know it just, it sounds, I mean, I love War of the Ring, except for it's just such an absolute beast of a game. It's, first off, it's not easy to even remember how to play. Yeah. It's like the, the rules are fairly steep and it's a huge setup and it's a takes a long time to play when this one is just the opposite sounds like it'll play in uh what does it say here for timing um no, it doesn't say it doesn't matter i can imagine a card <laughs> game is going to take maybe i don't know an hour at best compared to a four hour five hour game yeah war of the ring and you know so I'm, I'm excited to see how this plays uh, and uh, I got the last one of the pre-orders. Oh, so, neat. Yeah, there's none I'm left. I'm glad you got on it. On. <laughs> there's none left on there. You keep checking back, I suppose, yeah. to see if there is any. But They get yeah, updates. I, I don't know. So this uh, this looks cool. It, like I think this is a game that we could get to the table often. Yes. Whereas War of the Ring is something that kind of like once a year kind of thing. Yeah. Right? And if this one scratches the same itch, like... I don't know. We'll see. We'll see we'll how see. it goes. But I'm excited. I'm excited. As soon as I heard about this, I was like, all right, let's see. Let's see how this goes. And um, yeah, I don't know when this is supposed to deliver, but. Yeah. I have pre-orders that I ordered ages ago that are still not delivered. <laughs> yeah. So it's it... always just a treat and a surprise when they come yeah. in. Yeah. But that was, yeah. So that was the other one. So that's two card games for me. Nice. Um, yeah. And I'm excited, particularly excited about both of these. So yeah. these are, yeah, I'm really excited. What so, else do you have? Yeah. My next one is not a card game. Um, but it is, it's one that I had talked about, I believe with, uh, Norman cardboard conjecture about like what was on our radar mm -hmm. and I didn't know how to pronounce it then. And I don't know how to pronounce it now. Um, but it was, I thought it was Damask cause it's from the trading center of Damascus. But I, then I heard other people say Damask. So mm. anyways, um, and this is about looms. So right. it's, yes. you're like, um, via the silk road like ancient weaving techniques and you're um your master you're playing a master weaver and you're trying to make the most money while gaining the favor of the weavers guild um and the description's long so i'm not going to read it out but yeah you, you've got um you've got these cards that have you know different colors and patterns and you're uh there's a loom in the middle with different colored cubes and you're trying to take them and i know if you have excess like you have too many i know your the opponents can can take cubes from you like your excess ones yep. um and i think any excess ones you have left are negatives mm. so it's like your opponents might need those colors so they'll take them but if they leave them there then you'd get negative points so um yeah and then you get points for i believe if you match the certain pattern and colors uh for the round and yeah, it just looked like a lot of fun. And I, it does sound good. And I was going to, um, I can't remember if it was games, uh, game founder Kickstarter, but I was going to, um, crowdfund it. And yeah, uh, I vaguely remember it, but, but I think we looked, we like when I saw it, it was, I think the last day it was maybe had like seven hours left or something. Yeah. And then after, um, we finished, I totally forgot to actually <laughs> to, uh, kickstart it or right. uh, crowdfund it. So when I saw it on here, I was like, yeah, good. So I'm going to. 
I'm going to grab that one because I think it looks um, it looks interesting. It does. Yeah, it does a little good. bit different. Yeah. So, did you have any others? Nope. That, oh, those okay. are the ones that I was that I had on the docket. Okay. Well, we're cooking right along here. Um, that means we can uh, head on over to our final segment of the episode right after this. Meeples and Milkshakes is a great place for all sorts of gaming fun. They offer a stay-and-play library with over 500 games, yummy eats like delicious milkshakes, tasty treats, and scrumptious sandwiches all made in-house. And they host a board game meetup every Wednesday and Friday at 7pm. Not only does Meeples and Milkshakes have a wide variety of games to purchase in store, they also have an extensive catalogue of games available online at meeples.ca. Their easy-to-navigate web store features new arrivals and restock sections, which are being constantly updated. Looking for the new hotness? Check out their pre-order pages. That's right, there are multiple pages of pre-orders with hundreds of titles to choose from. Oh yeah, they also ship across Canada. Check out Meeples and Milkshakes and their friendly, knowledgeable staff in person at 130 Westminster Avenue West in Penticton, BC, or online at meeples.ca. Alrighty then, here we are at the final segment of the episode, and we are going to be doing, as promised, another Meeple Dungeon review. review. And what game did we promise that we were going to review this week, Anna Marie? We promised that we were going to review Wonderland's Ward. Yes. Designed by Ben Eisner, Tim Eisner, and Ian Moss, with art by Manny Tremblay, and published by Druid City Games and Skybound Tabletop. Yes, Wonderland's War, as promised. We uh, have played this a few times lately, and yes, this game is very interesting. Do you want to you tell them <laughs> about what's going on here? I do. So, Wonderland has lost all frivolity and madness. Where once there was joking and frivolity, now there is just anger. The tea party is entirely sane. The Red Queen speaks in whispers. The Jabberwock has escaped the poem and Alice returns to find Wonderland a pale shadow of its former self. Each leader takes up arms to restore the Wonderland they loved. Some fight for eternal tea parties, some for the sake of fighting, others wish to remove all the heads, and one wishes for nothing more than a return to the perfectly illogical Wonderland that was. Yeah, that about sums it up. It's, <laughs> it's, it is a war in Wonderland, and these are the characters from the beloved... Alice in Wonderland. Um, so we have uh, we have five characters we can choose from in this. So you're gonna pick, yeah, you're gonna pick one character that's gonna be your main your leader. leader. Yeah. So that's Alice, uh, the Cheshire Cat, the Mad Hatter, the Queen of Hearts, and the Jabberwock. The Jabberwock. I call it Jabberwocky. Isn't that right? It's a Jabberwock. But is it Jabberwock. Jabberwocky is something else. Oh, okay. I don't know what that. I don't know. What I, I feel like that's that. from some like. Horror, maybe it's just a different... horror film or something. Oh, maybe. I don't know. If <laughs> maybe it had it. Maybe the Jabberwocky got its like um, start from the Jabberwock. Maybe they I'm, got it. I'm assuming. Yeah, but they Either called way. it the Jabberwocky. The Jabberwock. It was probably um, <clears throat> uh, what do you call it? Um, copyrighted Jabberwock. So they had to call it Jabberwocky. Who knows? I don't know. Who knows? But yeah, so it's a war. They're all kind kind of trying to take control of Wonderland for themselves. Yeah, and. Just yeah, to restore it the way that they want it to be, right? Yeah. Can't, like, Wonderland without wonder is not really a Wonderland at all. No, it is not. And <laughs> this game's 
I mean, it's pretty straightforward. It, there's a lot more to it, though, than I anticipated. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not some, what I thought <clears throat> at all, no, what there, it was, which is which th- was interesting. There's mechanisms in here that I had no clue were in here until yeah. we actually started playing it. So the way this game works is you're going to set up the main board, and that's kind of the tea party board. So if you picture from the movie, um, the huge, long tea party table yep. with like 900 chairs at it. Yeah. They all go there to have their unbirthday or whatever. Yeah. Very so merry unbirthday to me. Yeah. To me. Uh, so it's that's what the board is. It's the huge the huge unbirthday party tea party table. And you're gonna take your hero and you're going to take your your own little player board um, with all your special stuff on it. It's gonna have some uh, your player power. So each each uh, character has a like a leader strength. Power. Yeah, it has their strength on there. It has a bunch of uh, things you can cover up to gain more bonus things on as you play. Upgrades through. and that'll let yeah. you basically get more tiles into your bag because it's a, yeah, a bag builder. It's, yeah, it's um yeah. So it is a bag builder, which I had no idea about. No. <laughs> and so yeah, you're gonna have your player. You're gonna have your player board. Uh, you're gonna have the main board in the middle. You're gonna seat out the main board. Um, and it's going to have some cards laid out there, and there's going to be three rounds to this game. And you're going to lay out uh, X amount of uh, round one cards kind of round the table at all the different seats um, according to player count. Mm-hmm. And then you are going to basically start this game. And yeah. the way it works is very similar to... So this is a this game is, has a lot of different things from a lot of different games yeah. going on. Um, it has uh, card selection... Um, in the same way that was in uh, Heaven and Ale. So when you go around yeah. the board, uh, you can kind of, you have to go in one direction. You're going uh, clockwise, I believe, except for the uh, Alice. M- Mad Hatter, I no. think. Oh, it is it Alice? Alice goes the other Alice way? Goes yeah, you're right. It is Alice. Yep. But you're going to be going clockwise around. Which is the... interesting. I thought it would have been the Mad Hatter, but no, it yeah. is Alice. So you're going sure. clockwise around the table. Um and you're going to be grabbing a card, basically, on your turn, is what you're doing. So the, the game is split into two, or three rounds and two sections in each. Yeah. Each round, there's a tea party, and then there's a, a, a war, waging yeah. war part. So during the tea party, um, yeah, you're going to be going around and you're going to take a card. You're basically, gather- on the card, you're going to be gathering, um, like, your, not your minions, but, like, your army. You're basically yeah. growing your army for the war phase. And so on the card cards, you're going to have different... Lots of different icons yeah. right on these cards. Some of the icons, like she said, that this is a bag-building game, much like Quacks. Quacks of Quedlinburg, yeah. Okay, so there's a lot of Quacks built into this with Push Your Luck. This almost exactly the same way. Um, and But you, yeah, on these cards that you're picking up, you're going to be getting things from it. You're going to be getting either ally chips so there's going to be these little stacks of chips and there's uh how many allies there's one two three four five five allies and then forged tokens you can get yes so the allies you can pick up that are just little tokens that you're going to be putting into your bags there's um the pink flamingos yeah there's these green pickle creatures, creatures. <laughs> but they look like pickles yeah they're um, like they're like inverted pickles because they're black and the background is green but, yeah. So they make, but they look like a pickle. So they do look like. They pickles. make me look, make me think of pickles. And then there's rooks, like these castle uh, people or things, yep. creatures. Then there's the roses that talk, and then there's the card soldiers. Yep. And then there's these forging tokens you can get. So those are the different types of tokens that you can get and add to your bag, and you're going to get those from selecting a card that has the picture of whatever it is on that card. Yeah. Um, 
then there's also like placing down a castle and every time you place down a castle it's just going to help you in the war section it's going to give you more strength there's also placing out your followers which are just little meeples you're going to start with a handful of meeples and you're going to be able to unlock more off of your player board as you go through the game there's also increasing your strength so your uh your leader has a base strength of, well, one or something at the beginning. Yeah. And then every time you add strength to it, it that leader legitimately or uh, literally becomes stronger and is a bigger presence at the war uh, section of the game. Then there's also unlocking um, some special abilities off of your cards. Yep. And you just kind of move a little token off and then, then that ability is available to you um and then there's getting rid of the madness tokens because you also have in your bag these madness tokens so these are the bad things much like in quacks that like the white um berries what were they yeah i think they're berries something whatever they were the bad tokens you can get rid of bad tokens there's also a shield token so you have on your player board this shield token kind of like your potion potion. exactly (laughs) in uh in quacks of quedlinburg where it gives you kind of a free redo if you end up busting or getting yourself into a bad position there's also picking up a wonderlandian card which gives you an ally an ally and these are the more of the actual characters from the show like Like the white white, rabbit the walrus the carpenter tweedledee and tweedledum Tweedledum. there's a whole whack of them yeah and uh so you can get those there's also quest cards which are these end of game scoring cards and these are where the bulk of your points are going to come from i screwed that up several times and, yes and no, because well, I yeah. went heavy into that in the last game we played, mm-hmm. and I came third, but only three points ahead of fourth, and there was a huge gap between me and second place. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, well, yes, you know, but they they do they can pack a wall up. They can for sure. The way the end of game scoring cards work is they have two sections to them. They have a top and a bottom, and if you uh, are able to successfully do the top, it then you can. Um, allow yourself to attempt to do the bottom. If you can do both, you get three points each and a bonus three points. And that's so that's could be nine points per card at the end of the game, which is pretty big. Yeah. So just full. full that's what allowed me to get it. <laughs> full into disclosure. Third place. Try to get these. If you can, there's a lot of points. Um, and then there's also picking and choosing additional quest cards. There's picking um, any token you want, kind of things there's getting rid of your shards so the shards are these black little crystals that you're going to collect onto your player board and those are bad yes they're like so you're gonna shards have, of glass some cards will allow you to get rid of those and then there's rolling the um the shard die which is allows you to to um kind of get something really good yeah but then it it makes you roll this die that will give you shards that we just talked about these black crystals from one to three every time you roll yeah it. um but those are the different things you can pick up off your cards. And the shards are going to give you negative points at the end of the game. Yeah. And so. there's a little thing that happens at the end of the round with the shards. So what you're going to do is you're going to go round and round the table, one turn each, um, and you're going to pick a card every time, and you're going to get whatever it gets you. And it's going to have usually on the card like a little uh, meeple count on some of them, and that allows yeah. you to put like your... Put your followers out, out into, into these the different, different sections. Because yeah. on the actual... Uh, big main board around the it's like uh, the warring the board. table, like the tea party table outside of that surrounding that is all is five different locations. It's the different areas of Wonderland. Yeah, yeah. I forget all the different names, but all these wacky places: the garden yeah. with the <laughs> the flowers with faces, and the the queen's yeah. castle, and so forth. 
the red the keep. red keep yeah. yeah just like in um game of thrones <laughs> <laughs> the, the red wedding the red keep isn't the red keep was the one in uh king's landing wasn't it was it yeah oh, okay anyways but um yeah so there's five locations and what you're going to be doing is you're going to be placing out meeples every so often into these areas that you're going to try to uh win points when it comes to the war part of the the round wits end yeah, there's Wits End. Yeah, there's uh, yeah, there's the Flower Garden, the Keep, Wits End. There's lots there of different pond, places. There's a pond, some sort of yeah. magical pond. Like Either way, Looking Glass Pond or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and you're so you're gonna take these cards. Tolgi Woods. That's it. Yeah, that's right. The Tugly. Tolgi. Tolgi Woods. Yeah. You want to say Tugly, but it's Tolgi. And um, yeah, so just back on track here. Yeah, sorry. We. <laughs> You go around the table selecting a card. You get what's on the card. You might put out some meeples into various um, locations that are going to be starting to get put in place for the war round. And once everyone has taken four cards in the round, that ends the first uh, tea, tea party, party. The first tea party. Then you go on to the war round. And what you're going to do just before the war round is you are going to place um, your um, leader. Your, your leader, yeah. Into a certain spot. So each one of these... Uh, locations is worth a certain amount of victory points uh, depending on what round you're in. Yeah, and so they go they, up they higher and higher. get higher and higher yeah. for the second round and then in the third round. So in the fourth round, the one might be worth four points and the second round, maybe eight. In the third round, probably like 12. Yes. Um, so then, yeah, you're going to have decided where you put all your people out into these various areas and then you're going to put your leader into one of the places and then you're going to go around um, figuring out who wins these yeah. uh, battles in so each you, area. you start oh, a battle. Wait, but we forgot about the shards. So at the end of each round, depending on who has the most shards in place, you are going to get two madness tokens. Those are the bad tokens. Everybody's going to get one madness token that yeah. they have to add to their bag, and whoever has the most shards Gets is going to get two, but, but then, then they get to get rid of half of their shards. Yeah, so it's not the end of the world to have the most because you're going to get them cut in half. But you do end up getting two madness tokens, and every time you pull a madness token out of your bag, it's a bad thing. And if you were me last game, that's pretty much all, all that I pulled <laughs> were of my madness tokens. So, yeah. also so, a reason I didn't end up doing very well. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. You you did have some awful pulls for sure. I did. <laughs> so when you get into the war round, you're gonna go to each location and you're gonna do a battle, and. It's pretty simple. Before you do the battle, though, if you're not in it, so yes. if there's... Um, this is great. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So if you're not in that battle, you didn't have any of your meeples or your character cards or an ally um, or your leader, I mean, in any of those places or in that one place, mm -hmm. then you get to wager on who you think is going to win the battle. It's a yes. hidden wager. So you have wager cards for all the other players in the game yep. and you just put it down face down. And then at the end of the battle, you'll flip it over. And if it matches who won, then you get to choose a token, a one, a level one token from, uh, from the board, from the allies. Yeah. If you, and if you lose you wrong, <laughs> you get a shard. Yes. Yes. Um, so if you do happen to be involved in the battle, you are going to determine everyone's strength for the battle. So your leader's battle, our leader's strength could be from anywhere from like one to six, depending on mm -hmm. how many times you've maybe upgraded them. Uh, the Wonderlandians, so all your random uh, allies. allies that you've collected, like the carpenter and so forth, are going to be they might have possibly on in them. that location and yep. they'll have a certain strength or something that they do for you. 
Also castles, if you have any castles present. So you get a castle if you win a battle in that area. Yes, or so, through cards, you can place castles. Yes, but, so certain people, certain leaders have different character abilities that could let them place them, but yeah. those come with a strength of two. So that gives you your starting strength through those uh, certain uh, characters. And there's going to be a little strength board at the top or a strength track at the top of the board. And everyone's going to have the starting kind of spot on the track. And then you're going to do the battle. And basically what it does is whoever's at the top of the track by the end of the battle is going to end up getting the victory points that were sitting there. Uh, yep. And the end being place able to place down castle. a castle. So how do you win the Second fight? place will get half of the victory points. And no castle. And no and castle. And third place, fourth place, get, get nothing. nothing. Um... So you are going to be drawing. So you're going to, just gonna like be, in Quacks, yep. you're going to be each digging into your bag and you're going to pull out a, uh, a token and you're holding it in your hand and you're going to reveal them all at the same time. And these tokens are going to do all sorts of different things for you. They're going to give you lots of different numbers, like one to five or six, some of them, I think, go up to. And depending on what number might be on that token you pulled out is going to determine how many steps up the the uh, the battle track you take yep. and then it might also give you something else additional depending on what type it is and depending on what you're doing and whatever but more or less what you're trying to do is get high numbered tokens out of your out of your bag place it down there so you yeah. can climb that battle track what you're trying not to do is pull all your madness chips out of yes. your bag <laughs> because so. if you pull as you pull your madness chips out every time you pull one out that represents you losing one of your followers in the battle yep. so you have to take one of them off and you place your madness chip on a, a designated spot on your board yep. and um you have one or you have there are madness chips that are doubles so that you have like you would lose two yeah, followers nasty. at once um once there are four spots for your madness tokens to go in once you fill up all those spots then uh, you take them all off and you put them back in your bag along with any tokens that you have that have uh, busted or not yes. have busted that have been exhausted that have been exhausted so like every yeah. every um Every, at the end of every round, every, any ones that you had that were active, yes. that you had played out, they go into your exhausted section. Until the end of the battle phase. Yes. The entire war that's going to go on. Yeah. Unless, Unless you, you get all four you of those. get four of those madness tokens, and then you're able to put everything yes. back in your bag, including the madness token. So sometimes you want to pull the madness token because it'll let you refill your bag if you're yes. getting down. <laughs> but Potentially. But generally speaking, you don't want any madness tokens. No. So you're going to, like she said, you're going to go through and you're going to pull these tokens out uh, all simultaneously. And you're going to keep going and going and going, kind of pushing your luck. Um, again, you know, good tokens versus madness tokens. And you're trying to climb that ladder and you're trying to get ahead of each other. It's kind of like a little race up the up the track and whoever can finish the round in the highest spot is going to win. And the way the round of that battle ends is if, so if I pull a madness and I only had one follower left on the table and they, they're killed... You bust. I bust. I'm done. I I zip down the track to zero. I'm out of this completely. Now you do have that mirror, so you the shield. Like your yeah, your shield. So yeah. you can, um, when you bust, it breaks, right? But you can uh, use that, put it over to its uh, broken side, so yeah. that you can put that last piece back in your bag, just yeah, like in Quacks. Which is the opposite of the way Quacks works, because the Quacks um potion you have to use that 
preemptively. Before. But this one you can this use one if you, can you know react. you bust. Yeah. Yes. You can bust and then be like, mm, no, I'm Never not going to bust. And then yeah. you can use my shield and you can put that guy back into the bag. And, and then you can probably pull him right back out. Yeah. Or choose to stop. Yeah. So. Or choose to stop. So that's how it works. You're going to go up the track as much as you want to push your luck. And you're like, oh, I'm, I got myself in the second place. I, I think this is as far as I'm going to go because I feel like I'm going to pull into the madness. I'm going to bust. Another another thing to keep in mind while you're do, while you're pulling your tokens, depending on what spot you're at on the on the war, like which area, mm -hmm. you also have those quest cards, and a lot of times yes. the quest cards have something to do with an area. So maybe if I'm in Tulgi Woods and it's saying I need to stop on a forge section of the strength track, yes, then to to be able to complete that part of my quest card, then I might not want to win that battle or attempt right. to win it. If I land, if I get to a, a forge spot, I might just stop pulling and know that I'm totally. going to complete that part of my card. And some people are going to be looking at you like, why, why are you doing that? Oh, and then you think, oh, it must be one of the questions yes. making her stop here. And you also have to remember too, that you've got all these different battles to go. So you don't want to exhaust like all of your tokens in the first battle right it's or, totally up to you yeah. on how you want to it's approach the whole war section and that's exactly what's going to happen so you're going to go through all five of those locations doing that exact same thing pulling pulling chips hopefully winning some of these battles placing out some castles uh probably busting yep. here and there losing all your meeples out and all your followers <laughs> are gone um and then collecting some victory victory points and then that round is going to end and you are going to kind of reset and you're going to take all the level one cards off of there and you're going to replace the uh, the, the tea, tea party. party table with all the level two cards. And you're going to do that whole scenario over all over again. again. You're going to do the whole the tea party. The cards are going to be a little bit stronger, so you'll get yep. some better I'd say significantly stronger. Yeah. Each, each round they get bigger Way better. and better. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, you're going to do a tea party round and round and round, gaining four cards, do it getting, you know, chips and followers and allies and... Yep. Putting them, seeding them out onto the random, well, not random, but wherever you might want to fight in, in the coming war yeah. section of the round. And you never know, war. yeah, you never know where the wars are going to start because at the end, at the end of the phase, then you, some, whoever is in last place rolls the shard die and mm -hmm. that will move like kind of the start token yeah, around to where. it's a big sword that gets yeah. moved around and so, and that can be significant. For sure. Um, depending on which, which fight is going to happen first. Yes. So that's something you also have to pay attention to. So yeah, you're going to do that whole scenario three times. Yes. And then at the end of the game, you are going to figure out who won by uh, seeing, well, first off, how far you are on the victory point track to begin with. Mm -hmm. Because the longer the game goes on, the more things are worth points, right? So if I didn't do well in the first round, I can make up for it in the last round. Yes. Right? So even if someone seems down and out, they can come flying back. If they if they somehow win a bunch of the last final battles, battles. they could accumulate like 36 points yeah. by winning three of the 12 uh, strength right. uh uh, battles location battles yeah. yeah um so even if someone seems down and out by the time the third round ends everyone has a real chance at, at winning this game oh yeah i would think for sure and um and then yeah you're going to count up your victory points you're going to count up the victory points you get from your uh quest cards yep and is that it I th and your castles and your castles your, your castles, castles are worth uh, starting three points each at the end. And then you have your sideboard that's going to get upgraded. And that can, if you upgraded, say, your castle row, they could be worth four, five, or six points. Yes. Yeah, so depending on whether or not you put any effort into upgrading 
yeah. those will determine whether or not you get those kind of points. So yeah. that, I mean, those can be significant as well. Everything can be significant. Everything. It depends totally on what, how you want to do this yeah. and what you want to do. There's lots of options, lots of pathways here to how it works. And yeah, you're going to count up your, your, where you are on the track, plus your, your quest cards, plus your castles. There might be the odd little thing as well. But that's and pretty you're, much you're going to subtract any shards, shards you have left on mm -hmm. your uh, player board. Just one point per. Yep. And that should be your final score. Yep. So I think that's we did a pretty good job of explaining that's how this kind game of, works. It's confusing to explain, but it's not confusing when you're going to play it. No, it's. Well, I think <laughs> that was pretty clear. I, I think relatively. so, but... Um, yeah, it's a bag-building, warring, kind of cool game. Yeah. <laughs> so with a funny theme so let's talk about that let's revisit the theme um the theme how do, does the theme work well does it lend well to this game i think so for sure yeah i, I think th it does in a great way it's it's uh it's a cool spin on yeah. the alice and wonderland and white rabbit kind of thing yeah. Matt hatter queen of hearts like all these classic yeah. characters and it's going in a, a neat direction i like it. it it's kind of serious it's funny but it's kind of serious at the same time where these, they're not playing around. Yeah. Like they're actually at war here, but then it's kind of, it has, yeah, it's weird. It balance, it balances really well on being sort of funny. Cause I mean, you got Tweedledee and Tweedledum, yes. right? And they're kind of, but they kind of, they're kind of dark looking. They're dark or they're not like, no, they're, they're not like they're not, evil. Looking, no, no, right? no, no. But they're on that darker side, but they're still the, Tweedledee just and Tweedledum. giving it more of a serious tone is yeah. what I mean. Yeah, totally. But then you see the walrus and the carpenter Yeah, and they're like, same thing. They're kind of, they're drawn down. Yeah. They're drawn darker, but they're not like... That's nothing they, they scary look, or they anything. They don't look scary. No. no. They just kind of look, you know, just yeah. a little darker version of themselves. But at the same rate, it's still very much and the I, same character. And I think that speaks to, like, nobody's really happy. Right? No, that's... They all like, look kind of depressed. They, right? call, they, they all look, look down. Kinda, yeah, they're... they're kind of annoyed, angry. Yeah. Depressed. Just kind of. nobody's happy right now. No. And, they're, and they have kind of a serious look on their face. Yeah. But not a not an evil look. No, no, no. It's no. not it's not dark in that sense no. at all. But it is like a serious look. But so it's it's a good balance. They did a really good job there. I think it's a wicked theme. There's not a lot out there to do with uh, Wonderland. No. So and this I th one I, I think, think it's, did a great job. I think it's interesting too, just seeing the different um, bag builders because this does that one um, aspect of the game plays very similarly to Quacks of Quedlinburg. It does. Just seeing how that type of mechanism can uh, can work in two different games mm -hmm. and how like you take that bag building and um, push your luck part, but then you're adding in the different, you know, mechanisms, like you said, with the, the drawing of the cards. Like yeah, it's it's the, neat uh, the way they've the heaven and ale yeah uh, going I around the board love heaven and ale the leapfrogging each yeah. other and going just as far as you want you can go all the way around you so can just go to the next very next that's card. a push your luck as well because mm -hmm. you're kind of like oh do I go get that really juicy card but I'm gonna have to like leap over all these other cards and then right. have to get a shard at the end of the table yeah we didn't mention that because if you go all the way around the table then you have to roll the shard dice. You so that you can refill the cards. Whatever you get, and then yeah. we reseed out more cards. And then you pick level. your card. But it's yeah. but then you're also like, oh, but I want these three cards ahead of that really good card. Well, do I ch do I push my luck into getting that really good one by getting the smaller ones first, or am I chancing that someone else is going to take right? it? Does, so, has anyone noticed how good that card yeah. is? I'm not sure. So there's right? like multiple, there's push your luck in both sides of mm -hmm. the game, which I think is neat. I like Yeah, that. and um, I think the whole thing with um, wagering, yeah. On 
the battles that you're not involved with. I don't know why this has not been yeah, in awesome. other games. I think this honestly is such a no-brainer. It's something I never thought about. Yeah. But now that I see it, it's like a no-brainer. Why isn't this in every game? Yeah. Every game that involves it's just any a, sort of yeah. uh, battles going on at the Area end of the control, round. Yeah. Like even like Eclipse. Yeah. Anything, right? I'm talking any game that has battles going on at the end of the round that I might not be involved in and I have to sit and watch. Why is this not a thing? It's awesome, yeah. In every game where I can just bet on who I think is going to win that. I And I just get something minimal out of it, yeah. but at least keeps me engaged and caring about you fighting against him. Yeah, and you're not just sitting there twiddling your thumbs no, watching somebody right? else battle. No, right, just being like, well, I'm going to go get a drink or whatever, yeah. not pay attention. I, th- I don't know why this isn't everything. I think it should be. I it's think it should be so simple. every game. It's so simple. All I have to do is lay down a card face down yeah. with your, your character's name on it. And again, it's another push your luck element because you're yeah, like, because you t- am I going to get something good or am I going to get a shard? Do I want to chance it? Do I not? Yeah. And it's a mildly good yeah. thing and a mildly, mildly bad, bad thing. thing. It's not, yeah. not a big deal. And you also don't have to bet if you don't want to. Yeah. So if you're at a point where like, oh, I really couldn't afford to take another shard right now. Yes. I'm not going to do it. But having that option, I just think it's fantastic. Absolutely. It's yeah. the first time I've seen it. And I think it should be in every game out there yeah. that has this kind of scenario. It just keeps the player interaction. Yeah. You know, I just there and, and increased, yeah. Like kudos, that is, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so that being said, yeah, the theme worked great. Yep. Fun, cool, new spin on Wonderland, right? Yep. Really cool. Agree. So let's talk about artwork. So this is where, this is where when I was saying dark, I probably meant shading. Like yeah, the colors are toned down a bit. Not that it was like evil or anything. It's no, just no. that the they're muted. They're not. They're vibrant but muted at the same time. Like you have the Cheshire Cat, who's like all the outlines are like hot pink mm. and purple, but the face is black. Like yeah, it's that's the thing. There's there's lots of black, but then there's also lots of brights mixed. Yeah, into it. like lots of like bright green, bright pink, bright purple, but then a lot of black as well. It's funny this artistic style when we first like I love the cover like the box cover. That yep. drew me to this game right away. And it was the Cheshire Cat uh, artwork that they, yeah. they chose to use for the whole box cover. Because they could have put all the characters on there. They didn't. Smart they choice. They specifically chose that Cheshire Cat artwork, which, like she just said, it's like it looks black almost like... on pink, purple, on black. It looks like a balloon, like a um, one of those Mylar balloons floating in a dark yeah, night I sky what, almost. Really, like... it, it looks eerie and cool and, and slick and just interesting as soon as i saw it i was like oh what yeah. is that i didn't even realize it had anything to do with wonderland but it's funny like i when i looked at it and i started looking at the um art i was like Man, i don't know if i like this and i was oh, I, I, I know you disagreed with me with me right away but i i was it's like, man, I'm not really sold on it. And I'm, but I'm the kind of person who is like, I love even just like, because, uh, you know, Disney had done it. I like the, the originals and everything. Yeah. But as I've played this more and more and more, I love the artwork. Like my, my mind has totally changed oh, on, yeah. on it. And not that I didn't like it. I was just not used to it, I think. And, yeah, but I, think, I, I really like it. I think, I think it matches the game very that's well. That's the thing. I think you have to separate the idea exactly. of the movie and this Cause game. Because it's different. It's very different. Yeah. Things. And I think think this completely matches the theme and what what is going with it and i think looking at it i'm like i think if they had the like say original disney artwork on there it wouldn't make sense 
and it wouldn't no, be I as agree. good. I, I think I wouldn't like it no, as much. I, I agree. If it was kind of lighthearted and no, I like this. I like the serious I, so aspect of this. I yeah, my mind totally changed on that, and I really do like the art. <laughs> yeah, they they look they just yeah they look serious. They look like this is actually you know a group of people that are actually at war. I think it's the artwork's fantastic. And it was a smart move using that Cheshire Cat on the front yeah. rather than the other characters because the Cheshire Cat is by a long shot the coolest looking character in this. Yeah. And um, with good reason. I mean, he's kind of a mystical cat that yeah. moves in and out of places. And, he was you know, one of the craziest things in the, eyes and mouth, but in the original too. Sort of yeah, thing, right? can so disappear. Just, oh, yeah. it's so cool. So, yeah, big thumbs up for the artwork. So the components of this game are great. They're, they're fine. Right? It's a good, nice, big board. Sh- we should have said, too, and I don't know if we did when we were mentioning it, every every leader has, like, asymmetrical powers. I said that. Did you? Okay, yeah. I didn't know. Because, like, yeah. you can, um, things I that you can. player powers. Oh, player yeah. powers. But, yeah, like, as you go, you upgrade and, like, you can uh, get specific things to your character. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. They all have things you can unlock that are specific to them yes. and, or similar to others, but a little dialed more towards yeah. them. and. And then There's, yeah. actual player powers as well. Yeah, but sorry. I just but then, yeah, all the standees Yeah, are the really standees nice. are really Every, nice. Every uh, Wonderlandian, so Walrus, Carpenter, uh, Caterpillar, they're all yeah. all represented in a large standee. Yes. Like, some of them are, like, three they're, inches tall. They're basically, like, to scale to what they should be. Like, the the caterpillar is taller and longer, the, so is the walrus, but then, like, the carpenter is short, and you got, like, mice that are small. And Twiddle and, and Dumb are just short and fat. And, right? Like, so they make yeah. sense. This is one game where 100%, I think, the standees, I would not enjoy, like, I don't think it would have the same, it wouldn't have the same impact if you had, like, minis in this game for all the characters. Especially they were fully painted and highly detailed. Yeah, if they were yeah. all fully painted for you, fine, but, yeah, what, yeah right, that's not going to happen. <clears throat> very, very few games do that. No. They would have been all gray. And how they drab would that have looked, yeah. right? These, the standees was definitely the way to go. For sure, the standees, the way, like, the art's done and the colors on them, they're just, they're awesome. Yep, the, the cards are good, the tokens are good, the bags that they provided are really yep. nice. Yeah. Um, like your draw bag. That your little shards, the little plastic. Yeah, the shards clear are and white nice and black. Yeah. Um, components are great. They're yeah, just, absolutely. Yeah, I really like them. I like the artwork. I like the components. So I think we can say whether or not we recommend this game. And if so, who do we recommend it for? This game, to me, is mm-hmm. one of the biggest surprises for me of this year by a long shot. Um, to the point where I didn't know I was going to even buy the game. Mm-hmm. I thought the cover looked cool, but that's yes. about, I was like, I don't even know what that game is. Is it like, is it a kid game? I don't know what it is. Yeah. And then Scott, our friend said, man, you need to buy this game. This game is like totally for you because he knows yeah. I like area control and it, well, not area control, but like, well, I guess it's kind of area control, but yeah. winning battles, winning fights. Uh, One of those games where I was like, oh, this game looks, this looks awesome. This looks, it looks neat. You're like, mm-hmm. And then Scott tells you it looks cool. And you're like, oh, we got to get this game. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And um, Thanks, yeah, Scott. I appreciate it because I really wanted it. <laughs> yeah. the, I love the, the card uh, drafting or like not drafting, but selection. Yeah. Yep. Um, I love the bag building because yep. I love Quacks of Quedlinburg. Yeah. I love... Uh, Heaven and Ale. Yes. And it's kind of yeah. those two games combined with a battle as well. Yeah. And then 
also that whole thing. It just I the icing on this. The cake for this game is the, the me wagers. being able to bet on the other people who are fighting that I'm not even involved in. I've never seen that, and that blew me away for this game. That this is never, as far yeah. as I know, has not been done before. It was actually disappointing for me. There were there was one time in the last game we played where I didn't get to wager at all because at that that specific round, the last round, I was involved in every single battle. Yeah, but it, even with like one meeple, and but I wanted to wager is what I'm saying. Oh, I was kind of like oh. I didn't get to because I was actually in them. Yeah. But yes, I do. I think that's an um, I think awesome element of this so game. So good. What a cool mechanic. I, yeah, I think. I think now they've not, now set a standard for me that this should be involved in any every game, game of yeah. this style. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Wonderland's War. I think it's safe to say that we recommend this game for sure. I really enjoyed this game. I, you know, and this is a game too. I really enjoy it, and I have. Yet to come even close yeah, to winning. <laughs> I, We've both been kind of in the same boat every time. I've I've been last, and I've been second last. I think, and I've been in the bottom. I've been in the bottom. I have not been in the top two. No, out of any we've game that we've always played. been in the bottom two. Yeah, in the bottom two yeah. the whole time. I was trying to think of how many. I'm like, I don't know, no. but I'm just always in the bottom two. And we and we still think, like it, and we still want to come back and play. I think I've improved my score each time. But still not come close to winning because everyone else also oh for sure I know score. yeah like I my first few games I didn't break fifty <laughs> and then no and then yeah. I started then broke to get 50 yeah, and, yeah a little so higher but then other people better. are getting like over a hundred right? <laughs> so, like we'll get there one day yeah. but um, yeah well, this is a game I every time I play it I've been trying something almost completely different, me too a different kind of avenue and that's I think that's a great thing about this game there's lots of different things you can attempt to do and different paths that you can try and some yeah. are better than others and you might then there's the whole luck thing right yeah. pressing your luck in many different uh ways for this game is i mean yeah that's i've been you know i've screwed myself up by going too far when i shouldn't have but it was fun to do i remember then, my first game i think i busted almost every single time because right? yeah. i just wanted to keep pulling out of the bag you just always want to pull out of the bag yeah. <laughs> no i think we this game was fantastic oh yeah game. so good and i've said this i think three weeks in a row i want to say or at least three out of the last four episodes that this is one of the best games i've played this year for sure certainly the number one surprise for me that i thought this would be fine but <laughs> i really like it and yeah we recommend it for pretty much anybody there's a lot going on it's yeah a, it, it's a table hog it's a, a setup it's a pretty decent setup you know, yeah. Well, it is. It's it about is. a half an hour, or like, you know, 20 well, minutes set up. the last time you set it up by yourself. If I was helping, it wouldn't have been as bad. But well, but either way, either it's, way. it's a big setup. It's a big table hog. Um, but once you understand the, the, it can be fairly quick, right? Like you just draft four cards. Yeah. This game actually, if you had, it's kind of funny. Because a lot of times when we when we have to play, when we have table hog games, when we have to play with um, side, tables. side tables, it kind of irritates me. Mm -hmm. But this one, it, it wouldn't at all. Because your sideboard that you have is not that pertinent to you. No. Like it's not a huge thing. Yeah. So being off to the side is totally fine in this one. Yeah, no, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't mind, yeah. But, in um, fact, we did that here, right? We used the side tables? Yeah. Yeah, we did, yeah. So... Um, no, it's, this game's great. It says 13 plus, and I would say you could play a little bit younger than that, but not yeah, much, but because not there is lot. quite a bit going close. on. I would yeah. say, like, 
Uh, our oldest is going to be 10 here this year. I think he could do this. And he game. has a game gaming mind. He does. But so but, I think yeah. at the at the earliest yeah. would be like 10 years old. Yeah. If they, you know, grasp games. But beyond that, I would say 11, 12. Yeah. Something like that was where this game is going to start to make sense. Yep. And uh, in fact, uh, it was Scott's daughter. Because the other night we were playing two games of this in the yeah. same room. We had one <laughs> one board set up on one spot and another board on another table. And we had two groups of four playing and two different yep. copies. And it was Scott's uh, oldest daughter. I'm not sure. One of his daughters, either way, won the whole thing on the other table. Yeah. So, and <laughs> and beat, she's only, beat the score on our table, too. Yeah. She's not. I don't think she's uh, 12. 13, Maybe, yeah. Something like that. So, yeah, right in that, right there. And she, but she won. Yes. And she beat Scott of all yeah. people, right? <laughs> so, and Kurt. She yeah. Beat. But mind you, I think that was Kurt's first game. It was. Either way, this game is really good. Yeah. And we, I highly recommend it. If you like anything that we just talked about, if you like Quacks of Quedlinburg, yeah. This, you love this game. Yeah. There, that's the, the main meat and potatoes of this is the building your bag and and pushing your luck on how you want to win yeah. the battles, right? So, great game. Yes. But I think, wow, well, we're just under an hour here, so I think we're going to call that an episode. So, we can be found on Twitter, at Meeple Dungeon, YouTube. Uh, we're going to have, Anna Marie's going to do her first oh, yeah. unboxing video. That. She hasn't done that yet. Maybe but, tomorrow. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, actually, yeah. We'll we'll do tomorrow. Tomorrow. You can do an unboxing of my father's work. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a, a recent unboxing on there of Foundations of Rome from the... Uh, who's that from? I'm not sure. Arcane Wonders, Foundations of Rome, the new big, huge city builder game. You can check that out on our YouTube channel. If you want to contact us, it's themeeplodungeon at gmail.com. And yeah, you can find us on all the major podcasting sites. So we are going to run, and we will see you next week. Cheers! Happy Canada Day, everyone! Bye-bye!